Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is James Wise. Thanks for being on the show, James. Hey, Whitney. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm honored to have you on the show. And before we get into James, I want to remind the listeners to go to lifebridgecapital.com. I hope you've gone to the contact us page and signed up where you can put in your information. It's just really simple. And, and then you'll get an email from me in a way that we can schedule a call. And I'm happy to help you any way I can. Hope you're going to the Real Estate Syndication Show Facebook group. And that way you can provide feedback for the show and questions that you can leave for me to ask these amazing guests like James. So a little about James. He's a co-founder and CEO of Holton Wise. As CEO, James' main focus is the strategic vision of Holton Wise and driving the overall growth of the company. He oversees the sales and media departments at Holton Wise while also hosting several popular shows on Holton Wise TV. Is regularly ranked as the number one selling realtor and rental property in the Cleveland, Ohio market. Has also co-founded several other real estate-related businesses, including the Hogue Insurance Agency and Black Tie Title. So, James, thank you again so much for your time today. And uh, give the listeners a little more about who you are. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. What we do at Holton Wise, the primary function of Holton Wise is to allow investors the opportunity to learn about real estate investing. And then if they want, you know, they can take what we teach them and they could apply it to, you know, other investments, whether they want to own property on their own, self-manage, whether they want to buy into some large syndicates or whether they want to invest with us directly in the Cleveland market and have my company step in and do the property management. That's what led to the founding of the insurance agency and the title agency. For anybody that wanted to utilize our services from top to bottom, we really wanted to set up a business infrastructure that an investor, you know, could be listening to you and I talk right now. That investor could be in Los Angeles, California, I have no clue how to do any of this. And he just likes the vision that I've put forth about my company, about investing. And he's like, you know what? I want to invest in real estate. I want to grow my net worth. And uh, one phone call to us, we're able to take him from just a bystander sitting there right now on his couch to being able to invest without having to reach out to you know, other people to help him do that. So that's like really, in a nutshell, the vision behind my company and all my other various sub companies to handle all of that. And again, if you know somebody doesn't want to do all that, our biggest focus though is really just providing people transparency and education on the industry itself, man. Awesome. I like how you all are able to do any aspect of the business and make that happen for that investor. That's unique. Not everybody can do that. You all have, though, a neat show, though, that you were telling me a little bit about, Holton Wise TV. And you said it was, uh, your bio says numerous or several popular shows on Holton Wise TV. But one you were telling me about it was about bad tenants. And I know, you know, as much as you all are in the real estate business and able to do, I mean, you all are expert in management and taking care of tenants that are, we'll say slightly unique, right? Uh, or extra, extra unique. unique Whitney. I mean, <laughs> some of these people are damn savages. <laughs> Let's just call it like we see yeah, it, man. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough industry. So I'd love to hear, you know, some of those stories, some of the, you know, worst evictions and, and things like that. And I think, you know, you had a very popular show recently about that and tell us some of those stories and, and how you all handled them. Yeah, man. Look, guys, 
here's the deal. A lot of people like to dance around the issue of how difficult it is to be a property manager, to actually invest in real estate because various folks, you know, brokers, right? I'm a broker as well. Brokers want to sell properties. Brokers want to broker deals. Syndicators, you know, they want to sell their sponsorships. So don't get me wrong. I do too, right? You know, I've sold $150 million worth of rental real estate in the last few years here. And I run a large portfolio top to bottom, like I already mentioned in the show. It's one of the reasons I come on shows like this. I, I want to sell more real estate. I want to do that stuff. But I don't like to dance around the topics. And, uh, you know, like we don't have to call some of these people unique, man. Some of these people are freaking savages. And uh, that's where the idea for my show, one of my shows on Holton Wise TV, this is probably the most popular show. It's called the Tenants from Hell Show. What that is, man, we give you guys real life situations that have happened to us or have happened to other investors. So if anyone out there is listening to us right now and you're interested in being on that show, just shoot me an email. You know, you Google us and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Let us know your story. We might have you on the show, but like some of the worst of the worst, Whitney, like you touched on the evictions. Like we, you know, when we evict people, you know, I evict probably a hundred people a year, right? I run a large portfolio. That's part of the business, guys. If you're investing in real estate, it doesn't matter if you're investing with Grant Cardone, Naroda, Holton Wise, you're buying stuff off of Roofstock, whatever. Nobody in the world has figured out how to run rental real estate without doing evictions. That's part of the game, y'all. So what I like to do, we like to film our evictions. We do about 100 evictions a year. We film them. And the best ones, we go out and we put that on the show. We do that live. Like uh, one episode, we had a hoarder, right? You know, a lot of people, they don't understand what exactly it's like to go through an eviction or what is actually going to happen. Like a small little apartment when he was like, I don't know, 600 square feet. And it was this thing rented for like probably 600 bucks a month. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we had to get an entire crew in there. I probably had on site in that video. You see all the guys in the video working, emptying out this apartment. I probably had three bailiffs and like a total of nine guys there all day emptying out this little 600 square foot apartment. You think you've seen some rough stuff, guys. This ended up being a total build to get that apartment completely emptied out, renovated, and ready to rent again for 600 bucks a month. The total cost ended up being like fifteen or $16,000. Wow. And that's the part of the business that nobody really ever wants to talk about. But, you know, these things happen when we're doing our analytics on our rental properties. We need to put this type of stuff in our performance because this is stuff that's going to happen. And that's what the Tennis from Hell show is all about, man. That's what we like to do. We want to show people that so nobody goes into investing with uh, a blindfold or blinders on. How are you all keeping from renting to more people like that? I mean, I know it's going to happen. That many units, it's going to happen. Like you said, a hundred, you know, hundred evictions a year. It's it's going to it's part of the business, right? But sure. but how do you start to minimize that? There's a few ways, right? Like the standard boilerplate answer to that question that you'll see most people give is, oh, you got to do proper tenant screening, which is absolutely true. And we could talk about tenant screening, but I don't want to talk about that first. What I first want to talk about is the very first thing that screens your tenants, okay? And that is the neighborhood. That is the class of asset, right? Let's not pretend that every little neighborhood in the United States of America is Mayberry, right? That's just not how it works, okay? You know, you have what I like to call A-class neighborhoods, which is your primarily your owner-occupied neighborhoods where your wealthy folks in that metro, major metro live right? Not a lot of rental property investors are gravitated towards that because, you know, the cash flow numbers typically don't pencil out, right? 
it's just, you know, where the owner occupants live, right? But then you get into like B class neighborhoods, which is your suburbs where you start to see a little bit of rentals peppered in there. So it's kind of like 70, 80% owner occupied, but then like 20% rental properties. And then you get into your C class stuff, which is like a nice mix. It's probably half and half rentals versus owner occupied. And then you get lower into D and F class where you start to see all rentals and, you know, you start to get into rougher, tougher areas, you know, you, ghettos, hoods, things of that nature, right? So depending on the type of investment you buy, that's going to be the biggest determining factor in the amount of bad tenants you're going to run into, right? Like no matter how nice your property is, if it's smack dab in the middle of the hood, you're not going to get high quality folks to live there. High quality folks just, you know, they're going to choose to go to areas with nicer schools. You know, the rest of the neighborhood keeps it up nicer. The property values are higher, things of that nature. So when we're running our performance and things of that nature, we need to factor this type of stuff in. And you really got to match the property you're going to buy with your risk tolerance. Because, you know, the flip side of that coin is in a B-class neighborhood, like, like what we do, we do a lot of like uh, small multifamilies. That's what we do here in Cleveland. And people are blown away by the pricing, right? Like, in a C-class neighborhood, a very typical sale of ours would be we will sell an investor a duplex that's going to rent for probably $750 a unit, right? So it's going to be $1,500 a month in a C-class neighborhood. And that is only going to cost that investor probably $85,000. Now, a lot of people are probably like, oh, whoa, they're probably grabbing calculators out right now, running their numbers. Like, oh, those are really good numbers, right? Now, same thing. You can get $750 a month in rent out of a duplex in Cleveland in like a D-class neighborhood for even less. You can get that for like $40,000, but now you're in the ghetto, right? And it's going to come with varying levels of difficulty, right? So like with a C-class property, maybe your average tenancy is two, two and a half years. Whereas you go to the D-class, maybe it's less than a year. So you got to factor in those costs. Or if you want super stable tenants, college degreed, dual income, maybe you'll you know, try to get that $1,500 of rent in the B-class, but instead of paying 40000 like in the D or eighty five in the C, you're willing to pay like 150000 now uh, just to maintain that lower risk tolerance. So that, that right there, that's going to be the first thing. That's how you screen your tenants, right? No property manager in the world, no matter how good they are. Like, you know, I, I would like to say, Whitney, I'm pretty damn good at being a property manager. This ain't my first rodeo, brother. But no matter how good I am or how good Holton Wise is, we're not going to be able to put B tenants that are attracted to B-class neighborhoods, we ain't going to be able to put them in your D-class properties, guys. It's just not possible. Those people, you know, have earned the right to live in nicer neighborhoods. Why would they go back? There ain't nothing I can do. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you talking about the neighborhood and how that's part of the screening process. Long before you ever talked to the tenant, I mean, you've limited the class of tenant that you can get in there. And most people are going to jump right to the screening process. But but yeah, you're exactly right. You're not going to bring the, the person who's used to living in the B-class property or better to the C or D or, or we'll say C minus or, or D or worse area. Absolutely. And then once you've established that, right, you figure out what your risk tolerance is. And like, that's another thing the Tenants from Health show like helps investors like, you could be a first-time investor listening to this show, and you're like, oh, I could deal I could deal with the rough stuff. Let me handle the tough stuff, man. I want that cash flow. James said I can get $1,500 in rent for forty grand. All right, brother, pump them brakes. That's cool, man. I have a lot of properties in the ghetto. The ghetto has made me a wealthy guy. But if you're brand new, I don't want you going into this with blinders, though. So that's why that show is there. So you might be thinking, oh, dude, how bad could it really be? Is it tough? You know, a guy like me, I, I deal with this every day. We evict 100 people a year. I could deal with it. I could understand it. But, dude, you got to have the right stomach for it, right? So, like, that's what the show is for. It really gives investors a real look at this. Like, I told you about the eviction, right? $16,000 turnover costs. But that that just doesn't really paint 
all the stuff that really happens. So before we even get into screening, I just, if I may, I just want to just talk about a couple other wild stories just briefly. I don't, I don't want to bore you guys. If you guys want to see the whole stories, obviously watch the show, but just stuff we got to deal with. At one point, the house that I personally live in, like it's not titled in my own name. At one point, I had a tenant who looked up where I had actually lived with my wife. We didn't have any kids at that time, thank God, but he had looked up where I lived and threatened my maintenance team members every time they were over at his apartment building that he would threaten them, tell them where, you know, he would read off my address to them, telling them that he would be coming to my house one day and setting it on fire. So, you know, I had to take the precaution of, you know, moving from that home and actually titling the home I currently live in in a completely different name to remain semi-anonymous. If you have a lot of properties and just rough neighborhoods, well, who do you think lives in rough neighborhoods, guys? Rough people, dangerous people, right? So, you know, there is that. That's a messed up story. A lot of people wouldn't think stuff like that happens. We had one woman. It was around Thanksgiving one year, Whitney, and it was storming like crazy. The day she kept calling the office, we had voicemail after voicemail. This, this poor woman, is uh, she lived on the second floor of an apartment building of ours, and she's just calling in the middle of this rainstorm, upset because water's coming into her dining room because a couch got thrown through her dining room window. Now, I don't know if you caught that, brother, but she lives on the second floor, okay? So this, this poor woman lives on the second floor of this apartment building. Turns out the freaking yahoos that live a floor above her found out that they had bed bugs, which is another thing that is super common when you get into the low income stuff. And if you guys want to see some wild bed bug stories, you bet your asses I got those on the show with actual footage, some freaking dime sized bed bugs, y'all. But anyway, so this poor woman, she's got water coming into her dining room from the window that's got a couch through it on the second floor because these folks above her, they found they had bed bugs on their couch. And of course, to them, right, in their drunken stupor, they, they said, oh, we got bed bugs. Of course, naturally, the solution is to right now in the middle of the night, in the middle of this rainstorm, open our third floor window and just chuck the couch out the window, right? You know, that, that made sense to them. Just other stuff, like I own a, a really large building, right? Huge building. It's like 40,000 square feet, okay? And um, it's nicknamed the Sex Motel, okay? And the reason it's nicknamed the Sex Motel is because it's in a C-class neighborhood, but it's probably by far an F-class asset. And uh, this thing sat for probably 25 years in a C-class neighborhood of Cleveland. It was probably the sore spot of the neighborhood. Like the rest of the neighborhood's pretty decent, right? But I would say this was the building that was bringing the neighborhood down, okay? And the owner of said property, he just ran it as a motel, okay? And it's not not nice, right? It's not like Days Inn or Ritz-Carlton or even, it's not even really like a Motel 6, right? Lower quality. Essentially, the guy was renting rooms by the hour for about 20 years. So prostitutes, drug addicts, that's the only type of people, just transient, rough, tough, nasty, gross people, those are the only type of people that would patronize this, uh, this, this motel. And a huge motel, though, dude, like 38,000 square feet. So I'm a broker. Guy hires me to sell the building. I can't sell this building, man. I tried for a year and a half, and I'm a damn good broker, man. I'm the number one seller of rental property in the Cleveland market. I'm good at what I do. I couldn't sell this thing. We would get people in there, and they would try to buy it, and then they would just back out last minute. The building was old. It was rough. It was tough. Couldn't really finance it because this guy's doing cash business, renting rooms by the hour. You go there, and there's actual prostitutes like wandering around. Looks like zombies from The Walking Dead, man. Drug addicts. It's, it's rough, dude. It's, it's nasty. It's called the sex motel, right? So I couldn't sell this thing, man. So I'm like, screw this. I got to do something here. I'm like vested in this project. It's in this neighborhood. I owned a, a large apartment building across the street, actually. So I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I decided we dropped the listing. I buy the property from the guy. I remove the entire motel business from this thing. Like no motel. Get rid of that. In the process of uh, redeveloping this thing, turning it into apartments, right? 
we had in the motel, there was like, I think 38 motel rooms, but there was also 10 apartments where he had people living, okay? So we didn't kick all of them out. We wanted to keep some folks still in there. We got rid of the motel business, got rid of the prostitutes, all that type of jazz. You know, and you need to keep some type of, you know, bodies in there, right? Because you can't just leave these buildings empty, guys. You know, people will break in and you'll have to evict them and they'll strip the building down. You can't just leave it totally empty, right? So you need bodies. Even if they're not the best bodies, sometimes bodies will help protect your asset. Like it's a different ballgame, man. It's a different ballgame when you're in these rough neighborhoods. But anywho, to try to put a bow on this. Long story short, a couple of the bodies that were in the building got into an argument with each other. I believe there was a monetary dispute. I believe it was for a sum, somewhere in the ballpark of $20. And one guy was slighted by the other guy. So the other guy decided as a means to get even with him for the $20 being stolen from him, he was going to set his car on fire. The only thing he knew about the other guy's car, though, was that it was a gold car. Problem was, there was actually two gold cars in the parking lot. Apparently, two of our tenants had gold cars. So what do you think happened to both those cars? Whitney's, boom, both cars up in smoke. That's the type of stuff that happens. So it's not as simple and clean as people pay rent, they don't pay rent, you evict them, you pay a little bit of money, and you move on, right? These are real people. They have real lives, real stories, and you know, not all of them are going to run the straight and narrow. So that is why. I like to do the Tennis from Hell show. That's why I like to present this. That's why I come out, I'm rough, I'm uncensored, right? You know, I'm not PG, right? It's a rated R business. I'm a rated R dude. I want to present to you guys exactly what's happening. If you guys can watch that stuff and after that, you're like, hell yeah, man, I'm still all systems a go, then let's get you into those D-class assets because you're going to roll with us when those things are going to happen. But if after those stories, you're like, whoa, whoa, I want nothing to do with that. That sounds terrible. That There's easier ways to make money. Now it makes sense why folks are paying $150,000 for a relatively similar amount of rent to avoid dealing with individuals like that. Because you ain't setting cars on fire in a B-class neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. One thing I wanted to ask you about, though, you know, I hate that a tenant was like threatening, you know, your home and those things. And yeah, me too. So does my wife. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And just the fear in your house then, especially if you had kids as well. And now you're having to leave or you're traveling or something like that. But, you know, tell us again, how did you keep your name off that next title or, you know, from people being able to find it again? Well, I, I can't tell you that, Whitney, because then you'll be able to find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not asking how to find you, but I, well, you know, I, I just can't want- tell you what I can tell you guys, <laughs> what I can tell you is look, if you are a real estate investor and you are interested in investing in these lower class neighborhoods, but that story like shook you, right? It's very easy for you to completely remain in the background like myself, right? First of all, thousands of tenants. I've dealt with thousands of tenants. I don't want to scare anyone into a, a false panic here that that's like incredibly common. It's happened to me one time and I've literally managed thousands of tenants. On top of that, I have several real estate related shows. You know, I'm more or less one of the the more prominent public figures in the Cleveland real estate scene, right? So if you are watching this as a regular Joe, who's going to have six uh, rental units or six tenants, I would say your odds of that happening are very, very low. But if you want to make sure that you can prevent that 100% of the time and you never have to do that, the simple thing to do, guys, is just hire a property management firm or invest in a syndicate, right? My name, Holton Wise, right? Holton Wise, that's my company, right? I'm James Wise, right? My name is on everything. So we're running a very large portfolio. We have hundreds of clients who are the owners. These tenants would have no idea who you are because they look at Holton Wise. Holton Wise is who they deal with. So that is a nice thing. If you're investing in real estate, you want to remain completely passive. You guys could go ahead and insert 
yourself a property manager that will be a lightning rod for all of the negative backlash that could potentially come, especially if you're going to invest in higher risk neighborhoods. Wow. All right, James, I'm going to deviate just a little bit. I got a few questions for you before we run out of time, though. What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? Recently improved my business that you can apply to yours. Well, that's kind of a little curveball, but I guess what I could say is automation, man. It's 2019. Uh, We used to actually have our office hours open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., but we started doing a lot more things online and really automated the rental payment, rental application process. And I'm actually pretty happy. Earlier this year, we were able to reduce those hours down to one to five days a week as opposed to 10 to eight, six days a week. So just don't be afraid of technology, guys. That's another thing, right? You guys are listening to this show. You know, this is 2019. You now have the ability to invest in neighborhoods like Cleveland, Ohio, where you can get duplexes for 80 grand, even if you live in Los Angeles, California, Portland, Oregon. We have shows like Whitney's show out there providing you guys with the information. Don't run from tech, guys. Tech's here and utilize it to grow your businesses, whatever they may be. What's your best advice for taking care of investors? My best advice, transparency, man. It's transparency. I think I've demonstrated in the last 20 minutes with you that I don't hold anything back. If you're out there and you're trying to grab investors, uh, get them to purchase your product, get them to invest, you need to explain to them the full risks, right? At the end of the day, There's a lot of risks involved with the rental real estate business, but I think we can all agree the business has legs and a lot of people have made a lot of money in the industry. So if you're a person who's trying to shield people from the negatives and only demonstrate the positives, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting your brand because you're going to get a lot of people that have felt like they uh, were given the bait and switch and that's not how you build a long-term business. So present everything you can in the most transparent way possible. Give people the pros, but also give them the cons and let them realize, you know, they have all the information at their disposal. Let them determine if that's the right investment for them. Nice. And so, James, you know, I really like your mindset and your drive, being able to just, you know, whatever's thrown at you, we're going to take care of it, especially being known for dealing and taking care of that class of property. And it's it's incredible. But what is the one thing that's contributed to your success, if you could pick one thing? Well, I would say probably the ability to take a beating and get back up. (laughs) Uh, you get a lot of folks that they'll experience some of these things for the first time and they're like, woof, all right, I'm done throwing the towel. But we like a challenge, right? We really like a challenge. You know, when you get punched in the face a few times, it's almost like it becomes a personal challenge to try to outsmart the problem and like, okay, here's an issue. How can we fix that? Right? So the ability just, you know, face adversity and just keep pushing forward, believe in what you're doing believe that it's going to work and have faith in yourself and your company that you can uh, you can do it. Great answer. And and before we have to go though, like tell the listeners how you like to give back. I like to give back through education, right? Through education, guys. That's what Holton Wise TV is all about. That's what these shows are about. The Tennis from Hell show is just one show on Holton Wise TV. We have several other shows. We have a show called the Investment Properties for Sale show. We will sell you guys properties right there on the show. But like anything we do, not only are we going to give you the pros, we're also going to give you the cons. So when we're asking you to buy a property from us, we're going to tell you things that are wrong with that property. On top of that, we have another show. It's called Ask James Wise. It's a very popular show. What that is, is you just ask me a question, right? You ask me a question, and I'll, I'll make a video answering it. It's totally free. You guys don't have to pay for it. Anything about real estate whatsoever, guys, I'm an open book. You guys give me a question. I will answer that question. Educating investors, creating a, you know, a better, smarter class of investor. 
all these products and all these shows and all this education. It's out there for everyone. Please come watch the shows. They're free to watch, of course. And then if you never buy a property through us, that's totally fine with us. We just, you know, we want to help give you guys the tools and help make you guys better investors. I appreciate you very much, James. I know, you know, most of the, obviously the guests that we have on the show are not showing that type of, of picture, you know, of the tenants that you're having to deal with. And it's definitely a big part of the business that, that people need to know about, you know, and I'm appreciative to folks like yourself that have really jumped in there and almost mastered working with that type of tenant and class of property as well. So appreciate you elaborating on numerous things like that and even elaborating on just the location, how that's the first part of the screening process and how automation has helped you all improve. But Tell the listeners, most importantly, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, guys, easy way to get in touch with us, of course. Obviously, subscribe to Holton Wise TV. You can find Holton Wise TV on YouTube. On top of that, you guys just go to HoltonWise.com. You can get on our daily email list. If you are interested in investing with us, you'd like to see our offerings, you can go ahead and subscribe to our mailing list. And every single day at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will email an offering with a full video episode of that property to you, as long with uh ways that you can purchase that property and uh, property management pricing and uh, things of that nature thereafter. Awesome. Thanks, James. Hey, man, no problem. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.